Welcome to another episode of the SNC Podcast. I am your host, Falashade Anosier. Before I get onto the show, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Mixcloud, or Stitcher Radio to keep up with future episodes and revisit older episodes easily. Also, don't forget to share this podcast with your friends or your enemies. Doing so will help us grow and reach a wider audience. Thank you so much for doing so. Okay, so as promised, this episode features my interview with Nigerian music director and singer-songwriter Umamoye Ikemefuna, who is better known as Clem or Only One Clem. Clem started out as the lead singer of a group, but the lack of adequate finances led to the group's disbandment. At the prodding of music producers that he had been working with, Clem decided to heed their advice and take songwriting seriously as a profession. That decision has paid off remarkably for Clem. He has written for artists like Sheishe, Yemi Alade, Davido, Nice, Be Red, and more. I hope you enjoy my interview with him. Clem, welcome to the show. I'm signing out. <laughs> we have to bounce DJ Kubulon. <laughs> Kubulon. I am, I am sign, sign, signing, signing out. out. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Well, thank you. So how okay. did you get into songwriting? Mm, first of all, I was an artist. Mm -hmm. I was in a group. I never knew I would end up being a songwriter. Instead, but I, when I was in the group, I was I was a lead vocal in the group, and I I just discovered I was writing songs. You understand? Up to, I like the whole songs we had in the group, like up to 200 songs. I wrote them myself and it comes very easy. You understand? So I just write, write and we sing and it goes to a point that, um, the group couldn't function anymore. And then I worked with producers. So I think it was producers that actually discovered the songwriting talent in me. Mm. So they said, okay, I should focus on songwriting. Everyone shouldn't sing. It's not a must. Everyone must sing. Of course. So you, you have a songwriting talent. Focus on it. And I was like, ah, this songwriting thing is not paying here in Nigeria. So mm. how can I just focus on songwriting? But the first three, first two, three, four, five, six works I did, people actually liked it and I got more jobs. So and some of those like, works, uh, are they like, apart from like the ones that we know, do you, are there any other ones that people may not know that you did write those songs? Mm, like when I started, I I started it with Mdividou. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I wrote one song for him, Ashadi. He's in his first album. Yeah. I also wrote him um, part of Aye. Wow. Yeah, I concluded the song for him. So from there, I stepped on, I was doing backup for Timaya before I met Inyaya. You understand? Yeah. So... The whole thing was just pain, little by little. I was mm -hmm. just seeing the future in it, and mm -hmm. you know, I decided to go into songwriting. Yeah. And which of your family members, your mom or dad, mm -hmm. who's into music? My dad loves music so much. Uh -huh. <laughs> he plays all this music. When I was in secondary school, from primary school, I listened to him play the classic songs, and mm -hmm. he sings. But he doesn't want me to go into music. You know, our parents know mm -hmm. they want you to be a lawyer, mm -hmm. doctor, be a doctor, and engineer. all those things. So if you tell them you want to be an artist, they're like. No, no so, so person in our family is this, so you have to you understand. But I think when I came to Lagos and I went back to my parents in Abuja, and I I actually did something in their life from the list that I got from music, and my dad actually started supporting me. I was like, wow, so this your music can pay, oh yeah, <laughs> do it. <laughs> that is where they started supporting me. Yeah. And how did that make you feel, especially when you have parents who say initially they say no, yeah, and then they now start saying that ah. 
this our son or child has the talent and they're not beginning to support you how does that make you feel as a no, child i felt i felt motivated i felt i had more strength you know because when they were not supporting me i was doing some things on code mm. like secretly i was Coded going things. to shows doing music but when my dad actually came out and like now you can do music because it's pain i cannot openly do it yeah. so i felt happy and i added more strength to the ones i had before yeah, yeah. okay now speaking of the challenges like you talked about i think you kind of alluded to that conversation you talked yeah. about the fact that people think that they have to sing yeah. and people think that because they sing they have to write yeah now what challenges have you faced in nigeria especially being a songwriter because yeah. the stories that we see in nigeria is that a lot of people sometimes don't want to give people the credit that they that they deserve yeah. now for example on the videos um songs that you wrote shade did you get um royalties no, or I, didn't no? Get, I didn't get credit but that was when i was starting mm. so i didn't even know all about all I, don't those know, things. I don't know a lot about songwriting yeah. you understand i just started knowing what it entails to be a songwriter yeah that was when I met him, DJ Kublan. Mm -hmm. You know, God actually has to send people into your life yeah. to school you. Talk about how you met Kublan. Okay, Kublan. Yeah. <laughs> I actually met Kublan in David O's house. Are you serious? Because I was working with David O's okay. camp. So I was working on one B-Red jam. And B-Red was, was always working with Sheezy. So one day, one night, he told me, ah, today we're not working with Sheezy. We're going to work with a new producer I think that was before DJ Kublon blew up. Mm. He said the guy's name is Kublon. I was like, what kind of funny name is this Kublon? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, what kind of funny DJ name is Kublon? Are you sure this guy is bad? <laughs> so, but what I normally do is I write songs before I get to the studio mm. for all those guys. So when I wrote the song, I came, I think I came late for the session and I, I came to the studio and I was hearing the beats that this guy was making. I was like, bro, though the, the name is funny, but the beats is dope. <laughs> Banking. <laughs> His beats are dope. Yeah. You understand? So that was when I met Kublan. We collaborated in the song we actually created for B-Red. That song, he featured them, if you know. He was Hago. Then we were not really communicating. He was like, I oh, mean, this guy is a good writer. And I was like, this guy is a good producer. Then we went uh, separate, separate ways. Mm. Then the second time I met him was in Yaya's house. Then it would be Franklin actually contacted me on MNRI's album. So they lodged us to get together in an hotel and they were like, you guys should create something. And that was when we did them um, for my matter mm. for MNRI. Yeah. So I was like, ah, this guy, both of us, our vibes are, you know, the vibe is very cool. That was how we connected. You know, we made a lot of songs when Yaya too. And since then, we've been making hits for celebrities. Yeah. Now that you know all these things about publishing yeah. and, you know, royalties and split sheets and all these different things, how have you ensured that you're protecting yourself so that you don't get ripped off? This is what we've been doing since last year. And it has made my work smooth. Like most of these celebrities, they know that this is actually the way this business has to be mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. So whatever work I want to do with any celebrity, I, I make it legal. Like, this is it and this is that. So, mm -hmm. they understand. The thing is, most of them won't, won't tell you. So, I think you have to make your research yourself. Yeah. And when you've discovered, you can start using the format on your business. You understand? So, it's no news for them anymore. So, whenever they come to work and you let them know, okay, this is our percentage and this is how I want to do exactly. it. So, they respect you more because you know what you're doing. You understand? So, the whole work is protected legally. That's good. I'm really so glad. So it's no, it's no, it makes the work easier. 
everyone understand what gets to him yes. or her and you're still being paid you're you're all happy at the end of the mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. so that's really good that that's, yeah. that's awesome i'm really glad to hear that because yeah. 2018 is, is newer levels Very no new. one's like Bianchi said <laughs> we're all trying to build house <laughs> But then it's be- before you get to this point, actually, you would have made lots of mistakes. You, of course. Like, like now, I don't even know. There are things I don't know then that I know now. Yeah. You know, so it's a gradual process. Mm-hmm. Like the songwriting thing is not that easy here in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. You have to build it. You have to take a lot of blows. And you have to be patient. You have to prove yourself several times before they can be that free with you to do business with you mm-hmm. and allow you have your way you know so now by god's grace i've been able to win most of them their hearts yeah so whatever i bring on the table they're like okay bro we're cool with you because we know you are good and you're capable copeland talked about the fact that you wrote yolo yolo yeah i guess before i even get to yolo yolo Mm -hmm. how do you generally approach your songwriting because you seem like you're the baddest baddest of the baddest (laughs) (laughs) so are you the divine connector Mine is a talent. Mm. Like most people come to me and tell me they want to learn how to write songs. Mm. I don't even know how to go about like teaching them. Yeah. Because at times I get into the studio, I don't even know what to write. But what I do most of the time is I pray, I talk to God because creativity is a spiritual thing. Mm. You don't even know where your ideas are coming from, you know. And these are clients that trust you so much that you need to deliver, you know. So it's a talent. I can't start giving yeah. you details. It's a talent. It's something I can't explain. Can't it's a God yeah. gift. Thing, you know but environment affects me so much like i've gone through a lot and i see people go through a lot so it's an inspiration for me to write songs mm-hmm. and i read too i read That's, a lot especially yeah. romantic novels, novels <laughs> you know because people like anything that has love. To do with love so <laughs> most of the clients i get they like love songs so they're like okay write love but twist it give us titles give us details give us this give us that so yeah I read a lot and I watch movies a lot yeah. so I can get storylines to write songs. That's cool. You know, so yeah. that's how I write my song. Now, this is me being a hater, as they say. Yeah. You said that human beings, mm-hmm. we like love. But yeah. how come there's no love in the world? Because it's so ironic. <laughs> you would think with all the love songs, you know, the world would be a better place and people not be cheating, but that doesn't no, seem to be I, the case. I think it has to do with human beings themselves, you know. It has to do with what, you ex- what you've gone through, what you've experienced. I think when it comes to love, it has to do with we ourselves. It's a practical thing, you know? Like, before you switch someone's mind from hate to love, hmm, I think it's something that, you know, one, someone has to show, show to someone. Yeah, you have you to understand? see it. Because the thing is, when you sing it, when you listen to the songs, most of them, because most of them are carnal, and most of them are just normal people on the streets, they, won't really, they can't really connect. Except those that are really going through things. Like, when I came to Lagos, I listened to Two-Face a lot. He's always having messages mm-hmm. in his songs. Mm-hmm. So then I was going through a lot. So one day, I just left my house and I went to one shop that they normally sell CDs. And they were blasting Two-Face's song. And I think they played one song like that. Okay, my guy and I, how you go shop on? Because he'd be like, say, you don't they have fun. I listened to that song. Yeah. And when I woke up in the morning, I was just dulling. But I listened to that song and the message in the song. Like, yeah. I said, I woke up in the morning yeah. and I looked up in the writing yeah. song. Yeah. There is no time to waste. My... Hello, so I was like, bro, I need to do something. <laughs> this guy is talking to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's not everyone that music actually, you know, Changes. penetrates through. There are some that, that are so 
they've gone through a lot for them to just easily connect but i i feel love has to do with we demonstrating it to each one to one another yeah. it's a practical thing yeah okay so speak about um what's it called yolo yolo okay so she actually came to the camp she met me and she met Kublon. So she was like, I'm looking for something out of the box. I'm looking. People that always come to us are always looking for something that is out of the box. They don't mm. want some, they don't want to follow trend. So it is now left for us to think. So Yolo Yolo, Kublon has been working on a beat. He worked on this beat and he actually involved Fioki. And when I came, I listened, I heard the beat. The beat was nice and it was spiritual. You know, there are some beats you hear and mm. they start talking to you mm-hmm. as a songwriter. So we were together at you, I think. We slept together all that day. I woke up in the midnight and we're working on that bit. So he was working on the beat and I was vibing on the beat. I wanted to write something that has to do with love, but it was not working. Something just, the strings it was playing was ironical. It was talking, was deep, like you should talk about life. So I came up with the first line because then I think Shei has Shei was quiet for some time and she actually needed to do something different to awaken everyone so I started talking about life on the song I just think about my life my life (laughs) from where I started to the way I did now so Kublon Hedy was like bro that's a good vibe you understand <laughs> let's work on this vibe because this is no love this is something different and because she has gone through a lot this will surely relate and even when she came to meet us she actually related to me I was like okay I've been through this I've been through that if you can actually do this put it in the right and you know it's gonna be cool and I wrote even Kublon came up with some of the ideas so oh. yeah He's a, he's a good songwriter as well. writing. I think he has learned the some, divine some skills from me. <laughs> so that was how we put together. Yeah. The we did the verse one and the chorus. There was no verse two. And when she came to the studio, she listened to it. It was like, whoa, man, I love this, man. I know it's going to be difficult for Nigerians to accept this because it's a, the sound is a Mexican. Yeah, Latin. You understand? Yeah. But the storyline yeah. would work. So that was how we joined our head together and we completed Yolo Yolo. And, and definitely shout out to you and Kublon on, you know, he also said that, you know, the Afrima Award. Yeah. You know, shout out to both of you on that. that that's really, really awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really awesome. Now, I may be missing this. Are there any other popular songs that you have written apart from Davido mm, and like Yaya? I've written them um, Ferrari. Oh, really? For, for Yemi? Yeah, ah. Yeah. These are not come. Yeah. Hey, good. <laughs> <laughs> They're them um, Yaya gifts. Oh, right. Don't just, yeah. yeah. Ah, lots of them. You I know. wrote them um, for nice. Glass House. You've written lots of songs. That's wow. That's and there are still more that yeah, yet to come out. Yeah. Now, for someone who, like you said, who wants to become a songwriter in Nigeria, and you said that yeah. you know the challenges you went through. Mm. What advice would you give to them in navigating those, um, I guess, terrains or navigating those issues that you faced coming mm. up? Want to believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing. Don't be discouraged because the songwriting thing is not that easy to go about here in Nigeria. So whatever blow that it gives to you you should rise up again and stand on your on your feet and keep moving on and um i think songwriting is more interesting when you're when you have a legal backup you have your lawyers that can protect your work for you because if you if your works are not protected most of these artists they will just use it Mm -hmm. do you understand and you don't you can't even sue them because you don't have a backup but they take you more serious when you come to them with a lawyer and you know what you're doing you know your percentages and you know 
how much you also collect for mm -hmm. a song. Mm -hmm. You know how to go about it. So as a songwriter, you should learn all these things first before you, you start forging forward, mm -hmm. you know, and also relate Right. Also relates to God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm always saying oh, this. Oh no! Why you is, apologize? This is my inspiration. How I came to this point, you know, it's been God. You understand? Like I told you, what I when I started, I wanted to be an artist, just sell records mm -hmm. and make my money. You know, but then is as human beings, we have our plan. And God mm -hmm. has His own plan. Yeah. So I'm beginning to see more light and songwriting mm. now. Yeah. You know, so also relates to God because creativity is a deep thing. It's not something you can do all by yourself. Like I've written a lot of songs for people and at times you get to a point as if you're you're running out of ideas. Mm. So you actually need you have you actually need to seek help from the creator yourself mm. because you're a creative person. Yeah. You understand? So that is how it's been working for me. Because you have to be able to differentiate sounds. What you write for Yemi Ladi should be different from what you can write for Ishe Ishe. Mm -hmm. And in Yanya, mm -hmm. the thing is, if you write songs for them and it's clashing, yeah. they will always know, always yeah, know that, okay, exactly. bro, this is sounding like this person. Mm. I don't want to sound like this person. So it takes a spirit for you to know what to actually write for different clients. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, that comes from your observation, you spending yeah. time with them. Because, like, it's so true. Like, you, when you see certain artists, if they feel like their songs sound like other people's songs, they yeah, won't want to work with you anymore. Let's go on to the fun, random questions. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. The first question is. Are you the type of person that you squeeze the toothpaste from the middle or the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> from the bottom. From though. the bottom. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. That's no. good though. As if like, everyone know. No. Much do that. Some people do it from the middle. It's so annoying. No, no, no. I yeah. don't do it from the middle yeah. though. DJ Google, you. Bro, uh, yeah, I do it from the bottom. <laughs> because I want to make sure I, I get everything out. Everything. Are you serious? <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. Second question is if you were a DJ, yeah. what would your DJ name be? I someone has used that name before, DJ Cleb. So original. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Cleb. Yeah, Sorry. DJ Cleb's here. Okay. Third question is if someone were to make a movie about yeah. your life, yeah. could you talk to us about the struggles you've gone through? You don't yeah. you don't see plenty of things. You yeah. Know? Which Nigerian actor would you like to play you as a person in the movie? I would like her Ransom Noah. I love his accent so much. Wow. So so much. Or this Majid guy, this Majid Kenyan Michael. guy. I love them so much. Okay. So yeah, I saying. feel they can express, yeah. They can express the struggles you've gone through I've and the successes through. that you know God has allowed you to. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's cool. Now, if you had the option, God says, Glenn. Yeah. You can either save the life, let's say you're on a boat. Yeah. Save the life of someone that is close to you. Mm. Or there are 10 people that you don't know. Yeah. And you can only save either the 10 people or the person that's close to you. Who are you saving? Yeah. <laughs> 10 people <laughs> and someone that's close uh. to me. Ah. Man, this is difficult because you have 10 lives. Mm -hmm. Ah, man, it's very, very difficult. I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> you must have because people that are like, die, <laughs> Ah, man, I will choose those 10 people. Though. Are you serious? Those ten people, man. Because are you serious? Man, it's <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Because it, it all depends on who is close to you. Mm. There are some people that are very close to you that are worth. Their worth is more than ten people. Yeah, you understand. So it depends so, on the person. I'll go for the person that's close to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Final question is: What is your favorite item to cook? Um, 
I'm still learning how to cook. <laughs> so, but I know how to do the normal ones like uh, jollof rice. Are you serious? Can you jollof rice? I can do jollof rice now. Come and learn, no. <laughs> my dad is a good cook, so uh, when he's in the kitchen, I'm always with him. I learn how cool. to put maggi, put all yeah. those stuffs. Yeah. You know, you can't come out from the kind of family I came out from, and you don't know how to cook, and they will flog you with cane. <laughs> like guy, <laughs> you need to learn how to, you need to, learn how to yourself. cook yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how it should be. Yeah. It's true. Okay. Yeah. What about your mom? Does she like my to mom, cook? My mom. My mom is late, so. Oh, sorry so about. Yeah. I I grew up with my stepmom. Okay. Well, she's a very good cook too. Yeah. And I learned a lot from her. Yeah. She taught me a lot of things about life. Yeah. Even now I grew up and I'm still living off what she has taught me. Mm-hmm. She's a very good woman. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, are you the first of how many how many brothers and sisters mm-hmm. you have? I have like four brothers. Mm-hmm. Four boys, four girls. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. What number are you? I'm the first son. Okay. Yeah. Well, what should we be? I mean, I think you talked about the fact that you know you're going to be doing like lots of collaborations, lots yeah. of songwriting. Yeah, this your... year I'm going to be throwing out because I've written, I've written, and I've written. So mm-hmm. now I want to explore, you know, other talents that I have, like mm-hmm. sing. So I'm going to be releasing songs, mostly, basically me and Kublon, and maybe a collab with some of the celebrities that yeah. I've worked with. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Clan. Thank you. So it was a lovely pleasure. I enjoyed the whole thing. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> the SNC podcast is produced by Fola Shade Anozie and Tommy Wafaomi. To ensure that you do not miss out on subsequent episodes, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Mixcloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. So that's T H E S N C P O D C A S T. We are also active on Twitter and Instagram at the same name. Alternatively, I am on Twitter at Shade Nonconform. Till next week, cheers.